Welcome, guys, to the Mind Boss Project. We are leading the war against the societal programming for a fat, obese, and broke population. I'm one of your co-hosts, Gabe Kluges. What's up, guys? I'm your other co-host, Jack Bly. And today we have a very special guest, someone who has a personal impact on our own lives and our business. Uh, he is an online business whiz. He is someone who's widely known on social media for his skill set and expertise. He is Dan Co. Welcome, Dan. How are you doing today, man? What's up? What's up? I'm doing absolutely amazing, as always. Uh, thanks for having me. That was a crazy intro. I've never been <laughs> talked up so much. I'm, I'm hyped now. <laughs> no, definitely. You deserve it. You deserve it. Um, but yeah, we're super excited to have you here. We have a juicy conversation planned. But the first thing that I'm really curious about, I know we've had a few conversations before, um, but I'm very curious about you know your story. Uh, growing up, going through college, realizing what you really want in life and all these different business ventures that you got into, but kind of take us through that and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So starting way back, I guess you could say when I was a kid, I, I didn't have like one of those insane come up stories, right? I, I was middle-class family. I would say that my, uh, like I had it pretty good. I didn't realize that at a time because I was kind of a a rebel, like kind of a, a mean, not mean kid, but like a, a negative kid. Um, so I didn't appreciate it as much as I should, but I definitely appreciate it now uh, for what it's given me. But with that said, it's like, it's, I don't know exactly where my mindset came from to do all of the things that I'll talk about in a bit, because normally you hear, uh, people coming from like a terrible childhood and then making millions of dollars because they were angry at their childhood or something like that. Uh, but yeah, started out like that. And then throughout high school, I've, I've just always like, I've loved fitness, which I know you guys are into. So that's cool. Uh, but I wanted to do something related to fitness because that's all I watched on YouTube, right? Like I wanted to get fit and jacked and all the good stuff that comes along with lifting so I can post pictures online and look cool. Right. Yeah. So, uh, dove deep into that. I wanted to be like the influencers that I watched and started up some YouTube channel. Um, started, I believe I started an Instagram at that time, just like posting generic lifting videos and like progress pictures and things like that. And that didn't really lead anywhere. And by the time I got to college, I kind of dropped everything at that point and just was going through college and decided to start it up again with my friend. Right. And this is, this is after like the first semester, it was just all partying and drinking my life away and ha having fun right? Experiencing college because that's what everyone else was doing at the time. But uh, when that first semester ended, I was just tired of it, right? You feel like shit. Uh, you, you know that your life isn't going anywhere. And knowing college, like I, I wasn't sure about my major. So it's like, okay, I should do something on the side that will lead to working on something that I want to work on for the rest of my life. So my friend Greg and I, we started an, another fitness channel where it was mostly talking head videos and we talk about specific topics, but we'd also do food challenges. <laughs> so we, I have like an unlisted, um, 10,000 calorie challenge, which was brutal. And I'll, I'll show it to people at like parties and stuff because it's just, it's extremely cringy especially watching it back now. So like if I'm, if I'm drunk one night and with a couple people, then I'll throw it on the TV and we'll laugh for a bit, but that went to nothing, right? Uh, we weren't growing very quick. We didn't have that motivation to continue. So it just stopped and going forward throughout college, I switched majors, I think like five times total. So I did like marketing. I did film, uh, graphic design, and then eventually landed on a, like a hybrid major of like computer programming and graphic design. 
And so that got me interested in coding. And with that, I, I, I took like the very first class that I showed up to, she was walking us through like basic HTML and it just all started making sense to me. And so after that, I started looking up jobs that I could get pretty easily with coding, dove deeper down the rabbit hole, found out that you don't necessarily need a degree to get a job. And so I'm like, okay, this is it. This is like what I'm going to do right now because I can, I can freelance with my coding skills. I could get a job uh, before I even graduate college and so on and so forth. So like literally the day after I took that first, very first class, I went to the library, I logged on to, or I found a, uh, online course platform. It was like a teaching platform for coding specifically. And it walked you through, uh, like step-by-step -step how to get a coding job or learn enough to get a coding job. And so I, I ended up learning the entire courses the college course curriculum in like a week, just by going through that software. So I was doing other people's homework. I was doing my own homework without even going to the class. And I found out that I was pretty good at it. So I started diving deeper, watch, listening to like coding podcasts and buying, I probably bought like 10 to 15 courses on specific topics within coding. And then <laughs> Long story short, I, I dropped out because I didn't see the benefit in staying there when I'm already like so far ahead in a skill that I could just get a job or start freelancing. So I dropped out. I tried my hand at freelancing with web design, but at this point I was just coding stuff. And I got a few friends and family as clients for like $300, $500 and then I kind of just dropped web design, right? Like I, I wasn't seeing progress. It's the same story. Wasn't seeing progress. Didn't see, didn't have that clarity going forward. So I just stopped. And during that time, I was still learning coding because I knew that getting a job was an option, but I also got into, I believe it was drop shipping at this time. And I, I skipped over the fact that I started like photography and Instagram uh, and digital art. So I did do that before coding just to show another thing that I failed at and tried. But um, yeah, so I tried drop shipping this time and I did it with rave clothing, like uh, flashy bras and shit like that. And I bought some, or I paid for ads for that. So I learned how to make like crappy Facebook ads on my own. I made one sale in a month and I spent like a few hundred dollars on ads. So I'm like, again, fuck this. Like I'm not doing this. And then after that, geez, I, there's so much, but I started another brand where I actually ordered the product from China. So I wasn't drop shipping it. I wanted to start a real, real brand and it was uh, blue light glasses. So I got blue light glasses. I created an Instagram page. I created a website. I uh, bought ads again. I bought shout outs on Instagram. I didn't sell any this time, right? So I'm pissed. And frankly, I was pretty depressed at that point because my dad is the one that gave me the loan for the glasses, um, like just his own personal money. And yeah. So it's like, I wasted his money. I'm not seeing any progress. I'm wasting my own money, like racking up credit card debt. And I, again, just didn't see the light at the, at the end of the tunnel. So I'm laying in my bed one night, just like pissed, depressed, like anxious as fuck and call my dad, ask him for advice. He says, it's fine. Just like you have, he told me like, you have these coding skills right now. Like, why are you so opposed to just trying to get a job? And so then that clicked in my head and I'm like, like, you're right. This stuff isn't working. I couldn't, I can't see myself making a full-time income right now doing something online. So I started applying to jobs like crazy, uh, got a job at an agency. So 
there I kind of learned about the sales process and how they handle clients and like where they get clients and decided to add my own learning on top of that because previously I'd studied I had studied like how to code but I never really understood how to market myself as a freelancer or get clients in general right so then with that that's something I dedicated myself to and we're back to web design again. And so I eventually started making that work, started learning more about marketing um, and how to actually create a service from my web design skills that a specific type of business would want to buy. Um, and so that kind of leads to now where like I uh, did web design for a long time, made a good amount of money, eventually quit the job, started on Twitter where we met and created a course on like teaching people how to do web design and then some on like how to get clients. And we're like a year and a half into Twitter. So I, yeah, that's where we're at now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, the first thing that jumps out is that you've had so many failures. Like you're going on and on yep. about all these ventures that you have tried that so many people might be considering right now but you failed ultimately at that, man. You're lying there on your bed, depressed, anxious, which a lot of people can relate to that feeling. And your dad just kind of gives you that reality check of, dude, you have the skill, why don't you just get a job? So you get the job, you're making a decent income and you're comfortable. My question is where in that point did you go from, okay, now I'm comfortable, I'm safe, this makes sense to I'm going to try my hand at the freelancing thing again, what motivated you to dip back into the waters of working for yourself? Yeah. Uh, so that entire time, like I knew that I could make one of those work, right. If I was getting, uh, a good paycheck from it. So my mind at the time was like, okay, I'm like, I did this. It doesn't work. I did this. It doesn't work. Uh, I did this. It doesn't work, but like, after taking courses and actually learning marketing, like how to actually do it. Uh, then it was like, okay, I know that I can make this one work. And now that I have a job that's actually paying me, it doesn't really matter uh, like how long it takes for it to work. Although it worked pretty quick for me. Um, that's kind of it. And the other thing that was like instilled in my mind at a young age, maybe this is, I said earlier that I don't know where that actual mindset and like drive came from, but um, I always knew that I did not want to end up like my parents because uh, I don't see that as a bad thing, but um, like, I just did, did not like certain things they did. I didn't like that. My dad came home at 7 30 at night and then watch tv and like we didn't have any time together not that i really made that connection when i was a kid about having time together but it's like man i don't want to i don't want to work until 7 30 just to come home watch tv go to bed wake up at six and then do it again right and so from a young age i saw that and was like i i'm not that's not going to happen like i will do anything in the world to not make that happen. And yeah. so even when I was in that job that I got, it's like, I need to get out immediately. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I can take my time and uh, I'm comfortable here, but I, the job was nice, but I had a mindset around it where it's like, I know I can't be here my entire life. So I need to get out and consistently do something that will take me out of that job. Right. Yeah. That is incredible, man. I think I can definitely relate to that a lot. Just seeing, you know, maybe your parents and the lifestyle that they live, maybe the lack of freedoms that they have and just seeing, you know, I don't really want that. I don't want that life for me. And I think a lot of people listening to this right now can probably relate to that. Uh, but my question to you would be, what advice would you give to someone that's maybe in your previous shoes? That's, you know, maybe trying out these different, these different ventures, but they're not working. They're losing confidence. They're all anxious. They don't know what their future holds because they just, everything they're trying is not working. What is your advice to them right now? Yeah. So first thing would be just make sure you're stable. 
in a sense, right? Like if you don't have the skills to get a relatively high paying job, then get a lower paying job, start working your way up in it and get a place. Let's say you're living on your own, right? If you're living at home, then you're golden, right? Get a job that you can use to invest in like all of your business ventures. But if you're living on your own, like let's say you went to college, you're in your third year, you're not living in the dorms, get a place that doesn't, doesn't cost much so you can live comfortably or at least feel secure so you don't have to worry about that all the time. And then just start trying out new things. Like I, I do recommend buying courses on whatever you're interested in. Like it doesn't have to be like Gumroad courses on Twitter. It can be even just like learning uh, coding on Udemy or anywhere really. You can find free tutorials on that anywhere. So start learning about something that you're interested in. If you're like dying for money, but you're still somewhat secure, then go like the agency or the freelancing route and start understanding how to market yourself and actually charge good prices for uh, your service and learn how to deliver the service well enough that your clients are happy. So like that, that's the only way you're going to get more clients. Right. Uh, so that's, that's the main thing is first, like make sure you're in a spot where you're just not worrying about money and debt and finances the entire time. Right. If you're, if you're trying to start an online business, when you're just fucked up mentally, it's not, it's not going to work. So go the traditional route for a bit. And then if you have extra money, you can use that to invest in your business. If you don't have that extra money, then just adopt the mindset that you are going to be doing this for your entire life. So it's worth it if you don't see progress for six months, a year, like eventually if you're smart about it and you're pivoting and um, changing what's not working throughout that six months to a year, then it's eventually going to work. Right. And then that that's really it. And then after that, you'll have the clarity to either make more money or just replace your income in general and then quit your job. And after that year or year and a half of experience, you'll know exactly what to do. Right. So right now worry about your situation, fix it, and then focus on what's going to make your situation better. Absolutely. I think that's some really practical advice that a lot of people miss out on because they'll see all over social media, Twitter, maybe this entrepreneurial space where people like screw college, screw a job, just go all in. And this is some more practical advice that more people would be comfortable with actually seek that security, seek a stable income. So you're not all mentally, you know, screwed up and all anxious all the time. So you're actually be able to focus on the task at hand. Um, I do want to put you a little bit on the spot. I have an interesting question for you. Um, so going back to what you were saying about uh, you can make it work, but you have to be willing to learn for six months, a year, maybe two years, but learn from your mistakes. So I do want to ask you, do you think anyone is capable of maybe working for themselves or online business success if there's someone who can simply put in the work and learn from their mistakes? Is anyone capable of that? Yes. So there are a few things to that. I I do think that practically every, I'll say everyone, just for the sake of it, everyone is capable of doing that. Um, Is that the right decision for them? Like, does it fit their, the lifestyle they want to live and just the all around person that they are? Maybe. So I'll talk about that in a second, but um, in terms of like anyone being able to do it, when I see that, I think of JK Molina on Twitter. You, you may have, you probably know of him, but for those that don't, he was making like 250 a month in Guatemala, which is nothing like he was working and he learned English very well. So he always says that's a superpower. We kind of take it for granted because we naturally speak English, but, um, what he says is that if you can speak English, then 
like if you can speak English fluently, like that's the first step to making a lot of money online, right? So in his eyes, that's the first step. Once you can do that, then do as we said, right? Like get your finances in check, start working on whatever the fuck you want to work on and then make it work. So that also implies that you have a baseline level of intelligence, I guess you could say, right? Because you have to like, you have to learn how to communicate with people online, whether it be like on Twitter, when you're writing tweets or when you're writing copy for a landing page, or when you're just reaching out to someone who has a million dollar business and you're trying to land them as a client. So you have to understand English and then you have to understand like basic communication skills with them. And then I do think that the rest is up to you to learn how to provide a service and market it well. Um, in terms of, so circling back to like, is it the right fit for you? I used to think that like a nine to five job wasn't for anyone, but, and I actually posted about that on Twitter. I was one of the guys that was like, like quit your nine to five. It just fucking sucks. Right. And uh, like college sucks all around. Like I, I was one of those guys, but I've learned from my mistakes uh, and like, I've talked to people that thoroughly enjoy, like they, they thrive when being managed by someone else. Right. So that's another thing you need with online business is like, um, good self-management. You need to be able to manage what you're doing on a daily basis to make it work. Uh, if you can't do that, or you just don't enjoy doing that, then having someone else tell you what to do. I don't think that's like, extremely restricting or a lack of freedom. Uh, I do think that for some people that is a form of freedom because personally, I, I, I thrive when I plan my days out extremely well. Like I thrive under structure and when I'm very disciplined, I'm my happiest. But if someone else is telling you what to do and you are and you thrive with that rather than just like being in a, like you're in a tornado, right? There's, there's no structure there. You're just like in chaos the entire time. Then that works better for that person. So it's, it's like the, the formula for being a good online business owner or yeah, for being a good online business owner is just like self-awareness. So understanding where you actually, like how you actually thrive plus self-management or management of some sort that fits best with you plus English plus persistence and understanding that if something isn't working, you need to change it. And I, I think, I think equals, uh, online business legend or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a value-packed you know, last few minutes here for anyone um, who may be either getting into online business or doing online business that's not currently working. Um, I know that one thing you like to talk about a lot is um, apart from just what is required as like a baseline suggestions of what might make you a good fit for doing online business, you also talk about the hierarchy of getting shit done and brainwashing yourself. Um, so I'm curious on how you would advise somebody who may be looking at their parents or maybe looking at a certain lifestyle thinking that's not for me. Um, but you know, my parents and all my teachers and all my friends are telling me that, you know, the standard route is the only way that's the safe way. So, and their beliefs may be holding them back. Their fears may be holding them back from learning the skill that's going to allow them to freelance, learning the marketing and taking the risks that's going to allow them to get that, you know, lifestyle that they want. So how would somebody go about brainwashing themselves out of that fear um, so that they can actually start taking action and getting shit done? Yes. Okay. So in terms of the brainwashing stuff, 
I am one. First thing you need to do is expose yourself to new and different ideas. And that's, it's kind of hard to filter through these days. Like even if you're just on our side of Twitter and you're going through some stuff, like you'll, you'll see stuff that isn't really helpful, but like it makes a point. So you need to approach like new and different information that challenges your personal beliefs uh, and like run them through your own personal BS filter. Um, It's kind of an art because your own BS filter may already be programmed. Uh, So I, I guess the first thing I would do is read the book Awareness by Anthony DeMello. JK Molina actually recommended that to me. It's amazing. I would read that. So you are able to call yourself out on your own bullshit and like create that own, like a good and working BS filter in your head. And then when you expose yourself to new ideas, you can tell whether it's something you want to pursue or something you don't want to pursue. Right? Like if, if you've been told your entire life to, get a nine to five job, go to college, uh, retire when you're 60, because it's safe, then you're going to scoff when someone tells you that, um, like you shouldn't do that stuff that you shouldn't go to college or you should only get a nine to five for a certain amount of time and then work your way out. Um, so that's the first thing is read awareness, understand, what awareness is and like how you can make that a mental practice, just being self-aware in general. And then on top of that, it's, it's what people always say about like, you are what you consume or like good input equals good output. So if you're consuming good, uh, motivational, highly valuable, um, actionable content on social media or blogs or podcasts, then your brain is going to eventually start thinking that way rather than um, re- like going through self-deprecating memes on Instagram where it's like, uh, oh, I only have 50 cents in my bank account. I can't buy uh, McDonald's chicken nuggets. And then it, yeah. oh, it's, uh, it's so funny that I'm, I'm broke and I can't afford food. Like <laughs> yeah. it's so relatable. Right. Um, yeah. And then that gets in your mind and you're okay with um, what is mediocre. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I see. That's the other thing is like, is online business for everyone? Maybe, maybe not. Is uh, living a good energetic, highly having good values and just living a good lifestyle in general for everyone. Yes. Right. So that's the thing is like, don't consume mediocre content because you will become mediocre consume content that will make your life better because your life will get better. Right. That's just how it works. Like, even if you aren't putting in action, everyone says like, Oh, it it doesn't mean anything if you're not taking action, which is partially true. If you're, consuming good information, your, your mind is like, you're upgrading your mind. So you're seeing the world from a better perspective. And that's when actions kind of fall into place naturally, right? Eventually, like if you just listen to good podcasts and consume good content, I would say that it's, it's very, very, very likely that your actions will follow suit eventually. Right. And then if you're intentional about it and you just take those actions uh, because that's what you feel like doing, then even better. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my two cents on the whole brainwashing thing. 100%. I think it's very important to that everyone has good perspective on this. Like you said, that BS filter. Um, Personally, I strongly believe that everyone is really doing the best with what they know. So you shouldn't get Mm. mad or frustrated when someone has a different point of view. And even if they're telling you things like, no, you shouldn't go, uh, go off and do your own thing, build your own business. You should go to college. You should get this job. They're saying that because they want the best for you. Most people don't realize this. They just get pissed off. 
like, oh, they, they don't support me. Oh, they don't love me, blah, blah, blah. It's not worth that because most people are good at heart and everyone is simply doing the best with what they know and what they've learned throughout their own lives. So it's important that everyone takes on that perspective um, when they're creating their own BS filter, like you said. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, and I think that like would reign true. I think that would hit home with mostly everyone that's listening to this is like, um, like even, even if I personally don't like that, my parents told me to follow this safe path. Now that I know, like when I talk to them about like my online business wins and other things, they have no idea what I'm talking about. Right. Like they just don't know. So it's like, why in the first place would they tell me to go that route? They wouldn't. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this goes for, for everything. I think some of the most valuable conversations you can have with someone are when you are either disagreeing or not on the same page, but you both understand that you're trying to achieve the same goal. You're having that argument with, um, you know, the famous argument that every uh, online entrepreneur has with his dad on the phone, you know, telling him he wants to drop out of college. His dad saying, <laughs> no, you got to stay in, become a lawyer. Um, your dad wants the best for you on the end of that, but he just is unaware of where you're coming from. Um, so I, again, like what you were saying, Jack, what you are saying, man, 100% reciprocate that. Um, I think when you take that, that outlook on, conversation is not just about what route you should go advice you're getting from your parents maybe but even in things like your your diet advice or xyz or business advice just always know that if somebody is telling you something honestly suggesting something even if you disagree or might not know 99% of the time if they're a good person they're telling you what they think is best for you yeah for sure cool so we did uh, want to shift gears a little bit uh, and kind of talk about what your main business and main focus is right now. I know you've got a new agency starting up um, and you've personally helped us with getting more clients, growing our online business. So what do you mainly focus on right now? Yeah. So I have those that I'll, I'll talk about something first um, that ties in pretty well with online business as a whole and like learning and changing direction along the way. Right. So uh, I was doing web design for a long time. And with that, I had also picked up other skills along the way, um, like copywriting, Facebook ads, uh, other things that complement web design or like landing page building well. So eventually uh, down the road, I started moving towards funnel consulting because that just made sense to me, right? I had more skills in my tool belt. And because of that, I could increase my income further because that it, it just made sense, right? So I started that transition from web design to funnel consulting and then pair that with Twitter and things just clicked. And I started offering um, pretty much funnel consulting as a whole. So, but tailored to uh, people like me on Twitter, people that, so like coaches, course creators, content creators, personal brands, people that one need to make more sales of low ticket products to make more sales of high ticket services. So like coaching, freelancing, agency work, and then um, like setting up, teaching them how to set up their funnel in a way that sells more. So landing pages, which brings web design back into the mix uh, basic email marketing, which I'm not an email marketer, but I feel like I'd be doing people a disservice if I didn't help them at least set up their email marketing, right? Cause it's extremely powerful. So, uh, web design led to that and I'm still doing that, but now with the new agency that I am starting with David Mendez, um, also on Twitter, we, are adding on top of that funnel consulting. But what we're doing is uh, Twitter management, right? So people that are not, we, us three right here understand the power of Twitter, 
right? And it's kind of a question like what, uh, like why aren't more big people on here, right? Like the, the huge personalities that you see on Facebook or Instagram could probably make a lot more money from Twitter alone, right? Just like yeah. Twitter instead of Instagram would make a lot more sense for them, but they don't see that, right? They haven't been on Twitter or learned how to grow on Twitter or write tweets or write threads or engage and all that stuff. They don't know how to do that. So they never went with it, right? So what we're doing now is we're going to take those people from Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, manage their Twitter so they're pulling in more money and then it all just kind of works out. So my point with the whole like a transition from web design into this and what other people should be doing is you the the main thing with charging more and selling more is being extremely specific with your skill set and who you're selling to, right? Uh, people always talk about niching down. So selling a website strictly to plumbers will make the pump plump will make the plumbers buy from you as opposed to the generic website design guy, right? Yeah. So if you dive even more specifically and you take a step step back from what I'm saying and uh, someone who has not put the time in on Twitter and does not understand offer creation and does not understand funnels in general could not do what me and David are doing right now. Like I, I hate to break to everyone listening, but like, if you try to copy what we're doing, it will not work. I promise you that unless you're um, like already big on Twitter and have all those skills, like it's just not going to work. I'm sorry. Uh, so that's the thing is we know that this is going to be huge for us because we're the only people that can do it. We can guarantee results. We're going to get insane results for our clients. And so it just works perfectly. And then the clients that don't want us to manage uh, their entire Twitter, we downsell them on the consulting. So we just teach them how to use Twitter in, com in conjunction with their current funnel and we help them set up their funnel better. And then eventually they would become clients for Twitter management, right? That's incredible. That is incredible, man. I know, uh, myself and uh, Gabe, we've tried out other social media platforms. We haven't seen nearly the same success as Twitter. Uh, we've, we were on Instagram for over a year. We saw terrible growth. Uh, I know we were talking to Joey uh, the other day, and he was someone who started on YouTube, did that for about eight months. He went all in, tried to put out super high quality videos, but he couldn't grow his following. So he came to Twitter and same thing happened You know, with all of us. He, he blew up over the course of one year one year. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah. it's incredible the opportunity on Twitter that so many people are really missing out on right now because they're so attached to Instagram or Facebook. And I think uh, people are going to realize soon just the opportunity that Twitter has for people. Yeah, for sure. That's another thing is like, uh, we're, we're starting this pretty early on, like in comparison to money Twitter as a whole, like I would say that the community is pretty small compared to yeah. like on Instagram, you find millions upon millions of uh, fitness influencers or business gurus or something. And same with Facebook, just because the advertising as well is so robust that it's easy to pay for traffic there. But in terms of an organic platform, I do think that the awareness of Twitter will spread a lot more. Like I'm hoping that David and I are kind of the catalyst for that. So all of the clients come to us. Right. But um, yeah, I, I do think that one for people listening to this uh, that the opportunity on Twitter, like if you've ever considered starting some form of content based business, grow a Twitter and then funnel your audience into other places. So your email list, Instagram, YouTube, like you can grow an audience quickly on Twitter simply because there's a retweet button that 
shares your post to an entirely other audience, which is somewhat unheard of on something like Instagram, uh, where like you can share to a story, but you can't like repost it to your timeline. And the discussion isn't as in-depth and personal as it is on Twitter. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you, you kind of started it off a little bit there at the last comment, um, but why is it that you think there is so much more power on Twitter versus Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube? I know one thing that um, Jack and I kind of talk about a lot is to be able to identify with somebody's thoughts on a deeper level. And that gives the poster, the content creator, just that much more credibility. It's not just, oh, shirtless picture, abs, who knows how, how you ended up there. You actually align with their beliefs, you align with their thoughts, you align with what they know. So why do you think the Twitter platform itself, other than just the retweet button, um, is so much more powerful for people than the other platforms? Yeah. Uh, so I would say, well, first I do think that it is mainly powerful for personal accounts. Uh, so like personal brands or like anonymous theme accounts, really, uh, like local businesses, no way. Don't, don't start on Twitter, do, the, yeah. like do face Facebook or something, or, even just like big tech companies, uh, people like Wendy's does it well. Uh, I'm sure everyone has seen like Wendy's tweets, but it, yeah, there's there's really a, a a style that is rewarded on Twitter, and it's uh, it's humor. It's it's either humor or just being um, providing like deep insights and being able to reach the people that can understand those deep insights or being polarizing, right? Because yeah. on it's, it's polarization in conjunction with the retweet button works wonders as opposed to Instagram. Like you can make a post where you're super polarizing in the caption, but like someone will send it to their friend and they'll be like, Oh yeah, I agree with this. And they'll get like one follower, but you share it to your story. It doesn't have that viral potential because you would have to like, you would have to screenshot the story if you want to share it. And then, well, I guess you could just click on the post and share it to your story, but there's more friction in yeah. making that post go viral, right? With Twitter, it's just a button and then boom. And then if it's polarizing, uh, you're splitting the audience like in half or something, right? The people, it's either people are going to wholeheartedly agree with you, which is great because you're attracting an audience that loves what you say, or they're going to hate you. And if they hate you, they're going to comment and they're going to quote retweet and they're just going to send you more. They're, they're going to send more people to your page. And then it's like the process repeats, right? That's how yeah. posts go viral. It's like someone either hates it or someone either loves it. So that's, as far as I know, like the main power of it. And it, it's just extremely personal. So the reason it works so well for uh, personal brands or theme pages is because in the discussion, like it, it's just a huge discussion, right? Like on Instagram, you could see someone's post and then you can write a little caption in the story above it. But on Twitter, you could retweet and you could write an entire thread like talking about the tweet that you just retweeted or in the comments like someone asks you a question and one your face is there unlike instagram like your face is there so people see your face and it feels like a natural conversation like the threads you can just dig deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole and it makes it that much more addicting and last thing uh since it's such a little bite-sized tweet, you tweet four to six to 15 times a day. And that's a lot, right? You're, you're kind of just like, people are seeing your face every single time they log into Twitter. When on Instagram, you might post like one to three times, but if you're posting three times a day, it's really not that personal. You're probably just posting like a, a shitty quote that you found online and yeah. Yeah, that I, I do think those are the main drivers. 
Incredible. That's so much for people listening to this right now to take advantage. So many benefits that come over to uh, the dark side of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, really. That's what it is, huh? Like uh, <laughs> LLC, people say like, oh, LLC Twitter, like it's a, like it's an insult, <laughs> right? Like, like the people yeah. that post the self-deprecating memes are like, yeah. well, LLC Twitter is coming to tell us how to spend our stimulus money which uh, I I think is dumb. Like if you're telling someone how to spend it, but usually there's good intention behind it. It's like, what's better? Oh, spend your stimulus money on chicken nuggets or spend your stimulus money on uh, healthy food and like a paid shout out on Instagram or like paid ads. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, one thing, that I saw from Zuby. I thought it was just hilarious. Um, I believe he tweeted like one of the most common reasons why tweets go viral or people get offended by tweets is poor reading comprehension. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. found that so true. <laughs> yeah. like, I swear. <laughs> but anyways, is, um, yeah. I do want to ask you, what is the greatest piece of advice that you can give to someone listening right now who's really looking to start up their online business or get onto Twitter right now, but they're just unsure where to start? Okay. Um, I'll say with Twitter, we'll, we'll start with Twitter. So Twitter in general, if you want to grow an audience on Twitter, even if it doesn't pay like immediately, even if it's just like, Hey, I want to build something that will eventually pay me and have fun while I'm doing it. Then I'd recommend one. uh, If you're not following anyone like within this community on Twitter, follow us go to our following find other people that you vibe with follow them start seeing how they tweet and then try to emulate it in a sense right like we all kind of post with the same style uh we have like line breaks everywhere um it's usually like harsh truths and deep insights that are relatable to other people and then from there you kind of take your thoughts throughout the day or um Like if you're consuming good content, then thoughts will come to you automatically and you can just start tweeting, right? And then of course, replying to other people, engaging with them, making those connections. So they understand that you're not just here to consume content, you're here to grow. And that's really it. Like start making mistakes, start putting yourself out there. Because when I first started, it's like, oh, who's going to care what I have to say? And now fucking... A year and a half later, I'm at 30,000 or so followers just because I stayed consistent and was smart about my growth. Um, So that's how I would start with Twitter is just start absorbing it and then start trying to replicate it. And then in terms of online business, if you, I would say you need to like have a sense of urgency the entire time. Like you have to be pretty, uh, Like, I don't like my situation right now. I need to change it. But at the same time, like you should try uh, different things, right? You should try and see what meshes with you in terms of the skill um, and really go from there. Like let let things take you down the rabbit hole. Uh, So if if you just start researching like direct response marketing or cold emails, you're the path is going to show itself, right? Like you're going to, you're going to Google one thing and then you'll read an article or you're watching a YouTube video. And then something in that video or article will spark your interest. You'll research that. And then domino effect, it just keeps happening. And by that time, like you created an offer and you're ready to start reaching out to people. Then that's really it. So it's like, Oh, okay. So here's a good concept to think of it by. Um, This is actually called like the five, like the five keys to flow or something. And so flow is like deep focus and just like not caring about anything in the world. Like when you're hyper-focused on something and everything else, like all your worries just disappear. So the first step to that is curiosity, right? The first thing to anything worthwhile is curiosity. If you do not dive deep into your 
like what piques your interest is just going to leave your head. And a year later, you're going to be like, oh, what if I did that? Like, what if I actually decided to pursue that? Right. So once something pops into your head that you're curious about, immediately start researching it or at least write it down to come back and research it later. Uh, so that's the start. I actually don't really remember the rest. It's like it starts with curiosity and then it leads into purpose and then purpose into passion and then like passion into autonomy, which is like just being able to operate on your own with that skill or whatever it was. But if you want to look that up, I believe it's the five, five keys to flow by Stephen Kotler. Okay. So Stephen K-O-T-L-E-R look at his work because he's like a flow, uh, flow expert, right? He's, he's, he's kind of like Joey, uh, where he's like a high performance optimization guy, but he, his main focus is flow while Joey's is psychology. Well, so, yeah. that's, that's incredibly important to really anything that you're doing. Cause if you're not in that flow state, in that uh, focus state, we were having the same conversation with Joey of the world of distractions that we live in with our phone. If you have your phone right by you and it's not on do not disturb, you have your notifications constantly buzzing going off that's taking your attention and your focus without you even realizing it every time you just check your phone there's this attention residue being left on your phone even mm -hmm. if you return back to your work um so that's incredibly important for people to learn so definitely look up those five pillars of flow or the five keys to flow that's going to change your life because i'm definitely going to do this right after uh <laughs> this uh, conversation but uh yeah dan it was it's been an amazing uh time having you here uh, on the show. We're extremely grateful. We learned a ton and I can't wait to listen back to this because there is a ton of gold in this, so much value. Uh, but one last question, I'm sure everyone here is wondering this, where can the people find you? Where can they maybe learn more from you or get your help? Yeah, for sure. So Twitter, main thing. Um, yeah, Twitter at the Dan Co. Other, all my other platforms are kind of like testing right now. I'm, I have like, uh, like a little over 10 K on Instagram, but I'm, I'm honestly not seeing rewards from it. I'm just being consistent with it. So best place to interact with me is on, um, Twitter at the Dan co. And then I do have my telegram channel, uh, that I plug occasionally where I talk, uh, more deeply about online business stuff. So if you're interested in online business, join my telegram channel. If you're interested in like self-improvement and mindset stuff, follow me on Twitter. Easy. Awesome, man. Again, thank you so much for taking out the time today. Um, blew our mind with a few things there. So just like Jack said, I can't wait to listen back to this, man. Uh, yeah, man. Hope you have a great rest of your day and stay blessed. Man. Well, absolutely honored to have that conversation with the Dan Co. I mean, he's had such an impact on myself and Jack personally and helping us with business. Um, that conversation was packed with value and it was so awesome to be able to have that with him. And look, you're making a big mistake right now if you're not following Dan the Man on Twitter. So we'll have his link in the description, so definitely check him out. And if you wanna learn more from us, check us out some more. Main place Ron is on Twitter as well. Those links will be in the description of this podcast. And if you liked it, go ahead and rate this podcast five stars. We appreciate it. We really do. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing rest of your day. Let's win the week. Yeah.